Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and you'll find me at AlanWattSentinel.eu on the 11th of July 2007. I had to go into town this week to collect some things which are essential for these programs I do, these talks I do. And it's a strange experience for me going into a town because Sudbury's classed as a city, but it's really a mining, a big mining town. That's the main industry there. There are no real high rise type skyscrapers or any of that kind of thing but regardless for me it's a city I suppose as people hurry and scurry and do all the things that everyone else does everywhere else we live in a television age and years ago the big boys in Britain declared on BBC talks that uh, a world culture would be created because of television and even satellite television would introduce it to the remotest parts of the world so that children would watch the same things and have the same type of culture being generated regardless of how remote they happen to be and this has been pretty well achieved I watched a woman today push her child across in a one of these child chairs with wheels across a street and cars were stopping to which she was oblivious as she walked across pushing this another child behind a toddler and she had the cell phone stuck to her ear oblivious of what was happening around her and the more you see and the more you take for granted the the less you see what I mean by that is those who are seeing this every day will take it all for granted and not think of the consequences or the training that goes into getting us all step by step once into the computer then the iPods then the cell phone stuck to the ear and then a brain chip which will come out of it because it's just training the public to live in a world where physical contact will be unnecessary you'll have what the masters have uh, deemed correct for you as being a virtual reality is virtually good enough for you in other words The other thing that's happening in the world, big time, is the feeling of inevitability of war coming up. With other people, that is, outside the nations, although the war is going on within all nations, from governments and government agencies down on the people, that war has been going on for a long time, and it's been stepping up and increasing every day, every week, every month because wars are intended to change societies involved all sides of all conflicts are changed and guided into the change and through the changes when you read various authors who were around just prior to World War One and two they also talked about the feeling of inevitability it was in the air they say as it is today and of course the reason it's in the air today and then is because the same media journalists are the guys who make sure that we all know about that's that's coming the, the preparation for it all which is also to get the public to go along with it or at least be very passive towards it too no objections put forth 
and perhaps the rising incidence of more and more horrific and larger wars during the 20th century up to the present has made us immune to the realization of exactly what war is all about and what it does to people on all sides. It's meant to create something new. All conflicts in nature you see either resolved by one dominating the other or taking over from the other in reality. But when it's pure conflict, then those will guide us out of this Hegelian dialectic by giving us a, a new synthesis, a new beginning, ordo ab chao. which is already pre-planned and we're living through it in fact whether you know it or not you're living through and you have been all your lives the, the, the speed up of the chaos part of it the children today and teenagers don't know anything about recent history it's been eradicated from the books the strikes the the workers' unions that sprung up in the early 1900s to try and get decent wages for workers and decent conditions have been abolished primarily, or or most of all. Bertrand Russell wrote about this years ago because, you see, all the Western countries adopted the same the Soviet strategies of giving compensation, of giving workers unemployment money or insurance money or welfare money. Before communism came along, that did not exist. The charities were the ones that were given the burden of taking taking the poor unfortunates, as they used to call them, and looking after them and giving them their bread for the day. The only reason that these these things were brought into the West was to say, well, what's the difference really between the great Soviet system and us? We're doing all that too, and more. We're doing more than what the Soviets are doing. Look how happy we are, and they gave us drugs and rock and roll and free love, and and it was all managed. All the culture creation industries were all financed by the big budgets from the CIA emulating and running what appear to be left-wing and socialistic groups that's the best way to defeat an enemy is to mirror that enemy and it was very successful now the Soviet Union is gone and that part's over and the world has changed you got a glut of credit cards to fill the chasm left as jobs have gone abroad under big, big deals like GATT, the GATT Treaty, when uh, your industry was moved to China, all run by the same high powers. They never lost control over anything. Vast military planning and projection ahead on a global level. Now they no longer need a Soviet Union. You see, they dismantle it because the West has adopted many of the policies into it, which was intended in the first place we're now in the third way where capitalism and communism or collectivism really is joined and the new system comes out of it they decided long ago in the west that collectivism was the easiest way to manage vast populations and keep them under control
Yet it's not over, you see. It never is over. There's always a next part of this never-ending story. The ongoing plan. They don't allow themselves to stagnate in case they lose control. So they're always planning future strategies. The biggest one we're seeing rear its head, which is terrorism, terrorism everywhere, in every country, and all over the place. And they will supply, those states will supply the necessary terror. As once the fear of God supposedly supplied it, the state is so happy to take over that responsibility in an atheistic, scientific culture and age. In times gone by, gods were chiseled in stone. They were generally statues, massive statues of residing kings, sometimes queens. You can look at the, the ones they made for the Aswan area in Egypt, which they eventually took out piecemeal and put it all back together elsewhere when they made the Aswan Dam. Gigantic carvings in rock as they deified a walking man and others of his family. This has a tremendous psychological effect on the uneducated classes and then down through mythology there were giants in those days and that's how you would see them if you came in as a people who didn't have images and you saw all these huge massive statues everywhere the belief or the need to believe in the latter explanation the explanation that there were real giants massive people is very appealing to the subconscious and to the to the fantasy within the mind as all exoteric material is the esoteric is always much simpler and yet more profound when you break through and understand the simplicity religions themselves have always been used to control mass populations if uh, people were going in to invade another country in ancient times they would study the cultures before the invasion they would see the level of violence or peace within that type of society and they would therefore create a religion to suit you can read about that with some of the writings from from India when the Aryan or Hurian race went in and studied the peoples tailor made religions for different peoples if the people were barbaric themselves in the sense that they were violent or prone to violence they would have a very severe deity put in charge of them if it was more passive and more of a thoughtful culture that was being taken over they'd give them a religion suited to that kind of people with deeper meanings which would then reinforce the culture they'd already had, their, their sense of peace or, or getting along in a functional manner. But it was all always to do with serving the new elite that came in. Religion is never the same as the founders intended. Whether it was Buddha 
who was simply brought in to the pantheon of Hinduism even though he himself was speaking out against what he called the, the eternal hell of this recurring reincarnation which everyone had been taught was true where everyone was in their place because of past crimes you might say and you couldn't complain about it and therefore a top cast were perfect in their reincarnations and incarnations as above so below they'd, they'd kept the genealogies straight and therefore they had the right spirit purified and perfect and that was nature's way they said to the peasant classes the reason you're peasants is because you were bad in previous lives and the accountant has demanded the Jew that's all it is but Buddha himself never started off to promote that whatsoever. In fact, he wouldn't even go near metaphysics. Some of his students complained about it and wrote it down. Whenever the Buddha asked what he was, and he was asked everything, are you a god? And he'd say no, and they'd say, are you an angel? He'd say no. A saint? And he'd say no. And ask, what are you? And he would always answer, I, I'm awake. Because that's what Buddha means. It means to, to be awake, I'm awake. It also means to know, understand. The legends always come afterwards as old religions are tacked on upon a new once the founder or the teacher is dead. The same holds true for basically any of the other main religions. Dogma takes over in no time at all. Formalities become solidified into laws and custom. Controls established over the people by a hierarchy who pretend to retain the secrets to themselves of higher understanding and then they keep the people in ignorance from then on. always the very opposite of what founders intended to do. Yet there's no doubt at all that down through time a certain few here and there in all generations can see beyond the dogma and the control factors and have something touch them which lifts them up beyond the average crowd. The one thing that religion did give which could not be completely controlled was a sense of connection to a higher moral standard for those who followed which often gave trouble to the ruling elite, which used the religion against the people because when you have rules about moral ways of behavior and those at the top were breaking the rules, the public could always ask, should they obey their creator or should they obey the earthly overlord? That was decided to be done away with, with a new scientific era where the state would be supreme and scientists and technologists would be their new priesthood that's been here for a long time now and because it has no other things to compare itself to no higher authority to to compare itself to 
they do the same thing that has happened before. They become godlike in their statements. They are the ultimate. There's no one for them to answer to or nothing to answer to. That's bad enough. But when the public start to believe them, then you're always in trouble. You're into an era of impending destruction in one form or another. There's many ways of destruction. People always think of great cataclysms, something which has been encouraged in previous times at certain stages of the big boys' planning. When they were planning big wars and so on, outcomes they're paid profits to to hype it all up and prepare the minds for something which always ends up something different in fact for other purposes science has run the West in its present form for quite a long time really World War I and II were rehearsals in a way although they did accomplish much of their unification through that method Europe would never have come to be united today if it hadn't been because of World War II which we find was also a secret wish of Winston Churchill in the Downing Street Diaries written by his secretary at the time. Wars fulfill many functions and plans. They fulfill the schemes of high players, a big chessboard. Yet you always must train the public into a war. It takes a lot of preparation, a lot of time goes into it, and it can take years to ready a public for total war. That's why the media are so essential in all of this, and Hollywood, and all the other programs and programming that we, we get. I've said many times that the preparation for a generation to wear the military outfits was begun long ago they always give at least 20 years of preparation from toddlers up through adulthood if they've decided that generation are the ones who will go to war eventually the cannon fodder that will win and take the resources that the big boys want command of and sure enough they give the video games out trained population they made sure the families were breaking apart so the state was giving the education they trained them in groupthink it's very good for the military where you become one in uniform and they give them a terrible music to match it, nihilistic, took the beauty out of it. And they give them heroes that were simply manufactured virtuality, almost cartoons on screens to emulate get from here to there and kill as many people as you can and you have won the game that's what you create when you want all out war and that's what you want when you only have a very long extended war the signs are all there, it's all a science some of it has been published in the past not a lot for a long time mind you so that the public don't know anymore they must think it's all just evolving as we go along through the universe spinning and wobbling our strange little way around the sun yet nothing is further from the truth we've been under attack for a long time 
The spraying in the skies is going on as usual, if not stepping up in fact. They must convince you of the global warming and this freaky weather, which is all written down in their, in their weather warfare. Treaties at the United Nations that they can use harp along with the spraying in the sky and bring all this to be. Lo and behold, we see it happening, but people are so ignorant and the media doesn't tell them to wisen up by giving them any facts about it. So naturally it's quite easy to do what you want with them. We've been under war for a long time. Wars on the family, wars on individual, war after war after war. For wars you must have combatants, so you must always prepare sides to combat in the war whether it's intra-family struggle or parents-to-children struggle you must prepare the war by giving indoctrinations to the two different sides different indoctrinations to make sure the conflict will arise quite simple to do only now it's done on a mass scale much easier than ever before in history through television and drama and fiction they can make it all so exciting and when you get hooked on something emotionally you're being brainwashed when you hooked on the story there's always a hook in the story to make you follow it along and before you know it you're being downloaded with little alterations in your perceptions of events or realities and then the next day you're parroting them as though they were your opinions all trained through fiction in the Star Trek series we had all the different alerts with their yellow and orange and reds and all the rest of it now it's the normal here they're doing it in reality and it seems quite natural just like Pavlovian training where you ring a bell and you react your nervous system goes into overdrive at the response or by the response or as a response to the sound and the sound is simply a statement orange alert, orange alert or red alert, red alert quite simple and the more they do it the more we're being conditioned even those who think well nothing will happen and they're generally right it gets them ready for something It it conditions you it pumps out the adrenaline even when you think it's not affecting you and this makes it much more easy to control you when you're living in a state of fear and that is the prime motive of governments with this kind of training we've had Rumsfeld and others before spew out coming impending gloom and then later admit it that it was all just tests or frauds on the public They're on a roll and they can't stop now. And if they need something real to happen, they will make it happen and point a finger somewhere else. Nothing new in that either. Read Machiavelli. He wasn't an inventor of these techniques either. He simply was trained in it much more older. Archives existed than the people realized archives of information on all these techniques going back at least thousands of years but yeah they love to train children and prepare them and separate them from others who might have other conflicting opinions about things contaminated opinions as the communists call them and the capitalists in Britain call them such as Bertrand Russell it would contaminate the children's minds with antiquated moralistic ideas which would be detrimental to the state's ambitions here is a letter I got from Barbara in the US Dear Alan, I've learned a lot listening to you and others through Red Eyes Creations and other sites including yours I have a 15 year old grandson who lives with me here in California 
He's always been a logical and critical thinker. Since I have been learning about the propaganda matrix, I sometimes discuss things with him as they come up. Sometimes he thinks I'm far too out there. Or out there too far, I guess. But mostly we agree. Last night he went to a movie called Transformers, based on the action cartoons he watched as a child. Now, I understand these Transformer cartoons were where people or the heroes could turn their arms into machine guns or a buzzsaw or whatever tool you happen to need, and then they sold toys to back up the movie or the cartoons. Well, now they've made a movie, to be more realistic. So the generation who were brought up the cartoons can now see the movie. And she's talking about her 15-year-old grandson. Today we were driving and he said to me, I think they're getting us ready for war with Iran by the Transformer movie. Apparently the setting was a superior militarized society. There's something about bringing a lot of ships into the Persian Gulf to fight the bad guys. This is, of course, actually happening. I don't know the details, but I get the picture. He's caught on to the way the movies prepare us for things. And I thought of you. And then she talks about some other things and and thanks me for the work. But there's a 15-year-old coming to this conclusion by himself. And perhaps with a little education from his grandmother. That's why they had to separate the grandparents from the child because the grandparents had more time to teach the children of things of the past. If you know the past, you know the con games. They can be pulled off again. If you don't know the past, you can pull off the exact same con games with no modification. So there is hope out there for some, because some are thinking. And yes, we're talking about the diabolical lens that planners in high places, it's not difficult at all. They don't need aliens to tell them what to do. Evil people do exist in every generation. The psychopaths who've been inbred for hundreds, if not thousands of years, hire massive think tanks to find ways to manipulate each generation from kindergarten onwards for their own purposes. There has never been a time when the ability to give out so much information to the general public worldwide has existed until now. And long before the public were given the internet, many of the big boys published their own books on this coming technology. And as always, since they belong to the military-industrial complex, they always think in warfare terminology. They foresaw an information battle coming because they worked for the boys who control populations, They control history. The lords of time. It's quite easy to be a lord of time when you can always rewrite history every generation. Not so difficult at all, is it? Yet they foresaw, with this internet, which was only a stepping stone to brainwash us even further and manage us all through this new change to their new world order, which is constantly ongoing, they foresaw not just an information war, because information simply is a method to get data into your mind. It's a mind war, a war of the mind, and a war for the mind. That's what it's all about. The reality creators are the same people who decide what fiction you shall watch, and the fiction becomes your reality as you see the characters in the ninja outfits and the detectives wearing SWAT team outfits, storm places to save the public and save children, and then you see it in real life and think it's quite natural. That prepares your mind for what comes as they upgrade you. 
And yes, they are upgrading you just like a, a computer. Just like a computer program is updated every so often. It's not difficult at all to do this kind of thing worldwide when you control vast amounts of networks or information outlets, especially the official ones, the official ones which you've been brought up to watch on your six o'clock news since you were a child. The general public cannot imagine, they can't imagine anyone going to such lengths as to even kill their own people if need be and blame someone else they can't imagine real people human beings doing that that's why they get away with it and this is the oldest ploy in history being pulled off once again because they are upgrading us into their next stage of the new world order to bring us through a period of incredible, intensified, intergenerational crisis. And so at the end of it, we emerge as a completely new type of society with new morals, new normals, which are given to us by the state. A society which is more efficient, no independent thinking whatsoever, not only will be allowed it will be impossible to have independent thoughts because they're going to brain chip you and that's what it's all about. Once you raise a single generation from birth into ongoing wolf, wolf, everywhere there's a wolf and the boy cries wolf and the military occupations of your country become normal this police state worldwide becomes the normal and they're brought up with video games and their heroes all are the guys in black outfits. Then you are in hell. And then the the generation after them is fixed in that they'll think it's always been like that. There'll be no one to tell them, you know, there was a time when people had rights. There was a time when they couldn't lock you up without charge there was a time where they couldn't come after you without a warrant which they had to justify to the public when asked a generation brought up from birth into constant terrorism and police state will be ruthless and he will serve his boss his paymaster with ruthless efficiency, believing he is doing the normal right thing. By obeying any order given to him. I've talked before of how Professor Carol Quigley, the historian for the Council on Foreign Relations, He kept their own records to keep their own histories. They always have a historian, official one. At the Pratt Center in New York. And they are only the the American wing of the Royal Institute for International Affairs, a crown-chartered organization which really serves the parallel government of the elite. They they don't have to do anything through Parliament. They bypass it. Many of their members are in Parliaments and governments in the high civil service positions as well. They have no one to answer to because in reality we don't have a democracy anywhere. You have a show. There was more of a show during the Cold War because they had to emulate some of the social values of the Soviet Union. Now that it's over, they take all those social values away, which was always their intent. Because we're looking at really the ongoing feudal system that's been here for a long, long time 
of very, very rich and wealthy families owning the world. Countless generations of people have been born, lived, died, never knowing a reality, but the one given to them and officially stamped by the state. Never knowing why their lives were always up and down like a yo-yo. Never knowing that all the wars that, that the countries were involved in were planned ahead of time and often before they were even born. Never knowing that the depressions and recessions and inflations and deflations and all this rubbish was a ploy to keep them all off balance and nervous and fearful. And what was the outcome of all of that? It was the destruction of family units because when times get tough and people are under pressure, arguments begin, accusations begin. It's always someone else's fault because the real people keep silent and don't point out the facts to the ordinary person of what's really behind it. It's no different from the cloud spraying we see going on and on every day, week after week, month after month, year after year, across the world. And the storms are being created as weather warfare. Above all the hype from the media on global warming, global warming, you're the problem, you're the problem, it's weather warfare by a combined elite of the planet using science. They've signed treaties at the United Nations about weather warfare. Do your own work. Search them out. You'll get all the data you want, including earthquakes with harp combined with the spraying. How they can create tsunamis and have patented bombs as, as, as early as 1945 on bombs which could be dropped and drilled even by submarine into crevices deep under the water to begin tsunamis. They were going to use them on Japan before they dropped the A-bomb. The weather warfare you'll find in the treaties of the United Nations. Look into the HARP technologies, H-A-A-R-P, because the harp is intensified in its efficiency when the air is saturated with metallic particles. And that's partly what's coming down, apart from, I'm sure, drugs which dope the people from the aerial spraying that's going on. Then you have the battle for the mind continuing with all kinds of weird and bizarre propaganda from all sides because at the end of an age remember and these are the keepers of the histories of the world and the ages at the end of an age they have ordo a new ordo an order out of chaos ordo ab chaos and that is what they're doing complete chaos until the person is dizzy not knowing who to believe or what to believe but the last thing that they've been trained to believe in is themselves don't think yourself, whatever you do. And so they, they cling to the experts. And the experts, from religion to science to whatever, will have you running in circles and circles and fascinating you, but never, ever giving you answers or the truth. That's the battle for the mind. That's chaos. And it's intentional and it's happening now. In any detective story, the evidence is gathered by collecting clues. Look into what's been published by the big players, the famous names who work for the world organizations. Look into their own books and see what they've said. For yourself. If you can't do it for yourself, you'll be happily misled by all other counter-experts 
who work for the same side. And some are working for them. Others are simply misled themselves. And you have the blind leading the blind. And that's where we stand today. With all of this, we're going into the chaos time. But the main danger, apart from the fact we're all under war right now, warfare is being used against the populations. It's in your food, it's in your water. It has been for a long time. It's in the inoculations. It's in the spraying from the skies. It's in all the propaganda. But the main threat, once that is discussed, will be definitely the fact that you cannot allow a generation to grow up from birth into a world where terrorism, terrorism everywhere is the normal. A good movie to watch is called Brazil by Terry Gwilliam, one of the Monty Python writers. It's a comedy, reality sketch because he knows what's going on. And behind the comedy you'll see the reality of a world where the largest building is called the Department of Information. Information on every subject in the planet. And down below that, and all the forces that take care of the population, there's a massive bureaucracy dealing with all all of this in a socialistic fashion. And SWAT teams come through people's roofs and cart them off and kill them. It's an everyday occurrence. Even when names are wrong or spelled wrongly and the wrong people are killed, it's just, oops, how do we cover our tracks? And it's all done in a comedy format because comedy can bypass arguments and get to the point through humour. Check into this. See that movie. You'll find in this, this movie, which is bizarre at times with its comedy, bombs go off in, in shopping malls and in restaurants. It's a daily occurrence. No one's ever found, no one ever sees a terrorist, mind you. But that's the justification for having this monolithic system. And that is exactly what we're going into right now. The end justifies the means, and they will use whatever means necessary to have their way and it's up to the people to decide now which way this world will go for those who are completely selfish I have nothing to say to you but for those who care you have to start getting active now because the time is running short And shortly, no one will be able to speak at all. When the end of sentient thought and even confused thought exists no more, you'll have a very, very dark planet. A very dark planet. For those who hear my talks, please um, help out with donations because this is a one-man band pretty well. I have some help that I don't even see who help occasionally with the internet and stuff. But this is a hectic life which I would never choose. But I know there's no option to this when you understand there's no option. You must do what you must do while there's time. From Hamish and myself, it's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you. Must have a code that you can live by 
And so, become yourself, because the past is just a goodbye. Teach your children well, their father's hell did slowly go by. And feed them on your dreams. The one they fix, the one you know by. Don't you ever ask them why, if they told you you would cry. So just look at them and sigh, and know they Just look at them and sigh. 